Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and tangy Cajun sauce at Macca's drive-thru today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Yes, indeed, on this uh, Monday night. Uh, good evening, everybody. Brett Phillips in the chair. The Macca's Run as we uh, zip through uh, the uh, day in sport. A big Monday, as always, uh, following a round of footy. Two hours of tennis after eight o'clock, a staple part of the Monday night menu here on SEN. The first serve and the Sporting Capital after 10 o'clock uh, tonight. So I'll uh, take you through the next uh, few hours. You can always uh, join me, Harcourt's uh, open line, 1300 736 736 for all things real estate. You can speak to our good friends at Harcourt's. If you prefer to text us, temper. Consumer choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows, adjustable bases, magnificent, conforming to the exact shape of your body, 0433981116. Who would have thought, hey? The Saints, top of the table. Collingwood, Carlton, Melbourne, Sydney, Essendon, North Melbourne and Richmond as the uh, top eight. It was good to get back to the footy in the commentary box uh, yesterday. Melbourne put on a uh, terrific display. They laid the foundations at the start of the match, very similar to St Kilda as part of their 150-year celebrations on Saturday night. They were both challenged, Melbourne and the Saints, and they finished strongly. And the Demons, I think, made a little statement yesterday. Far more efficient inside 50, and that's been the blemish on Melbourne. We know they've got the balls in the midfield, the strong bodies of Oliver and Petrarca and Viney. Brody Grundy hit to advantage more often than not. I think they didn't lose too much in the ruck. And Sydney, who have got... What the second youngest list in the competition couldn't go with them. So I think Melbourne made a little statement. Sydney had had the wood on the Demons for uh, a number of occasions, uh, certainly at the uh, MCG and in Melbourne in general. And I think that fired up the Demons to get out of the blocks really early uh, yesterday. So was uh, super impressed. I think Bailey Fritch is becoming almost my favourite footballer to watch. I mean... I am endeared to anyone who kicks on the left side and I worked alongside the St Kilda Hall of Famer and Nicky Del Santo uh, yesterday who was, well, dubbed the smooth mother when he played. I think there's nothing better, is there? A left footer who just kicks the ball so sweetly and you feel at the time that the ball's going to go in Fritch's area, good things are going to happen. So it was good to get along to the footy. I actually sat in the crowd on... Uh, Saturday night for the, the Saints and uh, the Bombers. Set on level four. I haven't done that for a little while. I've missed the banter of being uh, out in the outer. The frustration. I actually took uh, a friend of mine who'd never been to the MCG, can you believe? And he wanted to come to the footy and he was absolutely engrossed by this gentleman who was almost uh, going to fall apart. He was bursting at the seams. And I said, well, that was me about 25, 30 years ago in the outer supporting Fitzroy. Just tearing my hair out, purple, ringing up talkback radio on the way home, despondent. I used to ring the great Harry Bitesall. He used to say to me, don't worry, son, there's always next week. I said, but next week's a long time away, Harry. It's about seven days I've got to wait for a little bit of uh, redemption. So it was, uh, it was great to sit in the crowd at the MCG, uh, which I don't often do. I'm privileged to, to work at the footy, but... Not having a team, I don't regularly uh, go as just a fan. I will say one thing, and I know that it's certainly on the cards, it's likely the MCG is going to get a further renovation, uh, particularly with a sudden stand. But they've got to fix the acoustics of the speakers in the greatest ground in this country. It's probably certainly lagging behind Optus Stadium, the uh, newest ground in terms of technology, uh, aesthetics, sound, 
uh, the experience of going there as a fan. The MCG, have they've got to sort that out. I mean, St Kilda put on a magnificent uh, pre-game with the 150-year celebrations, all the legends uh, coming out on the ground. But if you were sitting in level four of the MCG, you could hardly hear a thing. You couldn't hear the theme songs really played. So I'm sure that uh, I'm not the first person that's uh, raised that, but I reckon uh, that's pretty important uh, from a fan experience uh, point of view. Uh, one 736 Plenty of talking points that's been dissected uh, right across uh, the programs uh, today. We'll bring you some of the best chats on the Sporting Capital a little bit later on tonight. You can always catch up if you've been away from the radio today, scn.com.au, the SCN app. You can go to the podcast of the various shows and catch up on uh, some of the interviews you've missed. But plenty of talking points, uh, certainly from the round. Uh, the umpire dissent rule certainly having a massive impact on the result of GWS and Carlton on Saturday. Steve Canelio uh, penalised for a seemingly innocuous action of throwing out his arms, resulting in a Carlton free kick to put them in front. We've heard the explanation from the umpire's boss, uh, Dan Richardson, uh, today. If you haven't heard that, we might play that for you now because he did front uh, the media. I know that uh, Jared and Kane were trying to get him on Sports Day and they have been chasing uh, Dan for uh, for quite some time. I don't know if we're any clearer. Take a listen and tell me what you think. That make no mistake, if the umpire's decision wasn't challenged both verbally and through actions by the player concerned, then we wouldn't be having this debate. So make no mistake, players are well aware if they challenge the umpire's decision, they run the risk of a descent and a free kick or 50 metre penalty applying, and that was the case in this instance. But it's not black and white. It's not black and white. Once again, it comes down to the umpire's interpretation of what they consider to be dissent. And everyone will have a, a slightly different uh, take on that or as to what level of uh, opposition from the players that they're going to uh, take in close proximity. It's going to be some frustration. It's still grey. And there was one, I think, what, a couple of minutes later that it was actually let go. So, I mean, we've been talking about it. I don't want to really get bogged down with umpires. I never enjoy uh, getting bogged down with the whole umpiring thing because I feel like I've uh, sat in this chair and spoken about umpires a hell of a lot and... We can have four umpires. We can have extra angles, technology. It's a tough game. You've got to make decisions. It's just never going to be totally uh, perfect. There's always going to be things to uh, debate. And the things that can appear to be simple and black and white, if you're out there in the cut and thrust of it, I mean, that that is a bit perplexing. So it's the, um, it's the direction that they've been given the umpires as to how to adjudicate this. But once again, it comes down to the human, the umpire making that call in that split moment of what they consider to be dissent. Anyway, it's a talking point. Uh, let's hope it's not a continuous talking point right throughout the season. Uh, Geelong, zero and three. It's certainly not total panic stations uh, for the Cats. There have been teams that have been able to come back from uh, early season uh, deficits like this and still have uh, a terrific season. But there are some concerns. I think Kane Corn certainly has been uh, big on that across uh, breakfast and uh, sports day today about just the hunger levels. And that's why it's so hard to go uh, back to back in modern footy. You put so much into the season gone and you just take the foot off the pedal just ever so slightly. And we'll never know totally the impact of not having Joel Selwood around and what that is actually worth. That is really, really hard to measure. But the Cats have uh, certainly got some work to do. As I mentioned, Melbourne's uh, biggest win uh, 50 points over the Swans. Uh, Brody Grundy, I thought, was fantastic. 25 hit-outs, and they were good hit-outs too. There can be hit-outs, and then there's hit-outs. 
Christian Petrarca. I mean, how do you pin this man in a tackle? And the man who we didn't even have to speak yesterday in commentary, young Jacob Van Rooyen, who kicked three, had to bide his time for Casey in the VFL uh, last year. He is going to become a, a bit of a cult figure. Uh, the Melbourne members in unison yesterday, every time he went near the footy, and Greg Stafford, when we interviewed him pre-game, the Melbourne assistant coach, he was almost dribbling, uh, Greg. It was like uh, putting his son out to play. The pride, he's worked with him on the forward craft. He, uh, he's been knocking down the match committee door to uh, put young Jacob into the team. But they've had to build the football, a good size, 193, 96 kegs. So whether he uh, keeps his spot uh, long-term, but Melbourne have been searching, haven't they, for a couple of other... Uh, dynamics in that forward line. And they got a good score yesterday, got good reward for entries. I think they're up about 10% on their season average yesterday in terms of efficiency inside 50. So that's big for Melbourne because we know they've got a a pretty stingy, resolute defence. They've got a midfield that's going to win a lot of footy and it's just getting it uh, finished. And as Greg Stafford told us pre-game, you've got to get all facets of the game right if you're going to be up at the pointy end of the ladder. They were terrific. Uh, Fremantle and Hawthorne back on the winner's list after wins against the Eagles and North Melbourne respectively. Uh, I thought the Hawks uh, certainly got it right tactically. No doubt about that. Uh, Sam Mitchell and his uh, coaching staff have been praised uh, heavily over the weekend for the way they set up the ground and and denied North Melbourne the football. And Fremantle simply had to win. It's a tough road. I think Jared Healy's touched on it on the sports day today. It's going to be a tough road for the West Coast Eagles. With the uh, horrific injuries they've got, the spirit, uh, they uh, hung on for a while yesterday. It would have been one of the best home and away season wins if they had got over the Dockers. But it's going to be um, yeah, a matter of numbers, uh, certainly for West Coast. St Kilda, Collingwood, Carlton, the only unbeaten teams to start the season. The Saints and the Pies at uh, 3-0. and uh, Saints have got the Gold Coast this week, so a huge chance to possibly go 4-0. and The Pies, of course, up to the Gabba to take on Brisbane. Carlton with the two wins and a draw. Uh, the start to the season, and I, I heard Kane mention it on SEM Breakfast uh, today. I, I haven't been in a footy tipping competition for as long as I can remember uh, because it used to go into these footy tipping competitions and I'd put far too much time and energy into it. And the people who know nothing about football in the office who, oh, I like the colours of that team. Oh, just uh, blindly, just put a blindfold on me and I'll just pick them. They're the ones that win the footy tipping competition. I'm thinking... There's no point uh, being a part of it. And this is a difficult, difficult season to read. So what do we make of the first uh, three rounds? Put your footy hat on. Love to hear from you. one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. Or shoot us a temper text 433 St Kilda, Collingwood, Carlton, Melbourne, Sydney, Essendon, North Melbourne and Richmond. Your top eight as it stands uh, tonight. We'll get a quick uh, break in. Your calls, your texts, and we'll wrap up the rest of the Big Monday in Sport. Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and Tangy Cajun Sauce at Macca's drive Through today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. On this uh, Monday night, Brett Phillips uh, in the chair. First serve coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. We'll talk uh, the world of tennis. Uh, of course, it'll be the sporting cap after uh, 10 o'clock tonight. Harcourt's open line. Certainly happy for you to jump on with us. one 736 736 Temper text 433 We'll talk a bit of GP in just a moment. We were a little bit distracted in the box at the G uh, yesterday with 
the uh, dramatic ending and uh, the safety carried a few times and the restarts and the way it all sort of ended uh, the Australian Formula One uh, Grand Prix. You could hear it from the, the uh, MCG and we'll uh, certainly recap a little bit of that if you haven't caught any of it over the weekend. Uh, Ruben Gimby from West Coast has been awarded the Round 3 Rising Star nomination. 20 disposals, 8 tackles, 6 clearances, 13 contested possessions in the Derby uh, yesterday. On a tough day, certainly for injury and the loss for West Coast, they might have uh, found a young man with a very bright future. Marcus Bonnenpelli, Jordan Dugowie, Patrick Cripps, Mason Wood, Isaac Rankin and Caleb Sarong all polling a perfect 10 coaches' votes this week. Uh, Luke uh, Davies, Uniac and Jordan Dugowie sit equal first on uh, 20 votes overall. How good was Isaac Rankin over the weekend? I think all of us who commentate football on AFL Nation uh, I haven't minded doing a Gold Coast game the last uh, two or three years because he's been a commentator's delight and, gee, he just adds uh, that X factor that Adelaide need and they are as hard as nails, so the Crows, as good as anyone around the contest. So you get the feeling, I mean, they possibly could have been 3-0 to start the year. So I think there's some real upside to the uh, the Adelaide Crows, well coached. Just that uh, confirmation of the West Coast injury list. So Luke Shuey's had a horror run. Uh, Jeremy McGovern, both with hamstrings. Jamie Cripps with the ankle. So they'll be out for uh, a number of weeks. Liam Ryan and Alex Witherden have also been um, heard a couple of setbacks with a knee injury and concussion, respectively. So they had to go to, uh, you know, the uh, the extra players last year to um, jump on the list as uh, fill-in players from the Waffle and outside of the Waffle. Collingwood will be without uh, their number one ruckman, Darcy Cameron, for several months after he injured his MCL on uh, Friday night against the Tigers. Uh, St Kilda wingman Mason Wood has avoided a serious shoulder injury. He was good for the Saints, wasn't he, on the weekend and could be available for Saturday night's clash against the Gold Coast. That is uh, that is good news. He was in the sling when he was interviewed uh, post-match, uh, but he is, uh, he's a good player, Mason Wood. We often saw flashes of it, didn't we, at North Melbourne? Couldn't always have the consistency, but he's got that left foot. He's strong. Can take a good mark. And also at the Saints, Jimmy Webster, uh, set for an extended stint on the sidelines due to a fractured cheekbone uh, suffered on uh, Saturday night. Let's recap a bit of the Formula One uh, GP from the weekend. We might have listened to Andrew Westercott, of course, the GP boss, uh, with the security issues at the Grand Prix uh, yesterday. We saw uh, some fans get onto the track, which is just uh, mind-boggling, really, and uh, this was from uh, Channel 7. Let's have a listen to Andrew Westercott. Well, I don't know what caused the lapse, but yes, we have a um, we have a very controlled process at the conclusion of the race when the cars pass. Then you get the uh, ingress of, of the spectators onto the track. It's uh, synonymous with motorsport, that, and it in fact occurs at many Grand Prix around the world. One of the things, though, uh, after all the planning we do, we do readiness exercises, we do simulations out on circuit and so on. There has been a breach of one of the perimeter lines um, just before turn one on the driver's right side again. Um, that's a, a serious incident. We met with the, uh, the FIA and the race stewards last night and the Grand Prix Corporation will be submitting a, a full report in, um, in due course to the FIA and Formula One just to learn, see what went wrong. Something mm. did clearly go wrong. Um, and we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen again. He's the outgoing boss, uh, Andrew Westercott. Not officially uh, sure when he signs off uh, totally from his uh, role as the GP boss, but uh, that one, a bit of a tough one. I can't remember the name of the correspondent that was on with uh, uh, Jared and Sam just before I came on. Uh, prior to 7.30, it's uh, it's a little uh, murky, that one, and how they're going to 
uh, sort that, but certainly uh, that can't happen again. There's no doubt about that. Max Verstappen. Let's have a listen to Max and just, uh, well, how frenetic uh, the end was to the uh, GP race. Yeah, it was very chaotic today, a bit of a mess, to be honest. Uh, especially the, the second red flag, I think that was really unnecessary today. That could have easily been solved with a, with a virtual safety car or a safety car at most. But yeah, we, uh, we got that red flag and then um, you basically create even more trouble because then you go out on very cold tires, the safety car is driving super slow. And then um, you arrive, you know, to the grid with stone cold tires, and you could see everyone in turn one was having a lot of trouble, especially the cars in dirty air. They, you know, nobody crashes on on purpose, but uh, everyone went wide or had a touch, and yeah, which is very chaotic. So that's the the voice of Max Verstappen who uh, spoke uh, yesterday after the race, and young Oscar Piastri, of course, getting his uh, first uh, points. Uh, I think we're. We're liking, if I can use a phrase, I love using with footy. Uh, we like the cut of his jib, this young man. He speaks well. He's uh, fresh. And, well, we, we need a local hope, don't we? And uh, he spoke on uh, Fox Sports uh, post-race. Chaos is how I would sum that up. Um, yeah, obviously, crazy race. I think that's the first race I've been involved in with three red flags. So, um, no, crazy race. Happy to be in the points at the end of it. Um, yeah, I think pacing clean air was, was pretty solid. Just um, got stuck behind Yuki for, for a while. Um, but, yeah, happy to get my first F1 points on So, yeah, well done. Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, they're tough to get, uh, the F1 points. And uh, the Travelling Roadshow will uh, get out of Melbourne. Huge uh, logistics setup, isn't it, the GP, uh, to uh, have it here and then the pack-up and uh, how they cart all this stuff uh, around the world. I mean, I think that's why uh, the uh, Formula 1 Drive to Survive has been so popular to... Even if you're not a, an F1 uh, petrol head, and I'm not, I'm not a, a motorsport um, aficionado, or uh, and I, I, you know there are a lot of people who just love uh, motorsport. We've all got our sporting uh, taste, but uh, the F1 Drive to Survive, uh, the way they did that, and even just um, having the uh, the monitor in our box uh, yesterday, um, just the, the coverage of F1, the way they do it, I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, even if you're a layman and a bit of a novice, you can sort of become glued to it and just fascinated with just all the parts that uh, make up uh, a Formula One uh, race and just the amount of people that are on the track and around the teams. And, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite unbelievable. I think the last uh, GP I actually went to was a long time ago when I covered it for a, a radio station, another radio station uh, back in the day. It was phenomenal to uh, certainly be at, but, yeah, it's been a little while. Probably take it for granted that it's in our own uh, backyard. And... Um, the change now to becoming, I think we're the third race uh, now, as opposed to being uh, the first. Um, how does that uh, how does that sit with you? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. I liked it when we sort of kicked off the uh, the Formula One season, but um, much of a muchness uh, really. One three hundred seven three six seven three six or oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. So we'll bring you a few chats on the sporting cap after uh, ten o'clock uh, tonight from uh, the day in sport. And uh, the first server course uh, coming up uh, very, very uh, shortly. A big, uh, big weekend in Miami with uh, Daniil Medvedev and uh, Petra Kvitova with a couple of uh, very impressive uh, victories. We're going to have a chat to Lawrence Robinson, Director of Game Development and Pathways at Tennis Australia. Find out what's happening in our own backyard here. Some news around Juan Martin Del Potro. He mightn't be done just yet, Big Delpo. We'll tell you about that after 8 o'clock.